0: You're it. You're it. You're it. Quitsies. Any quitsies. You're it, quitsies. No any quitsies, no startsies. You can't do that. Can't do. Cannot stamp it. Can't do double stamp it. No erases. Cannot. Triple stamp it. No erases. Touch blue, make it true. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp.
1: Lloyd! Lloyd! Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Last partner This is the Manhattan bound 1 train Welcome Welcome, 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 one and everyone!
0: As you may have deduced by now, this is the Nobody's in New York podcast. Presented by the Brother Stu. it's a podcast about the lifetimes, trials, and tribulations of life in the Big Apple, baby.
1: That's showbiz, kid. Yeah. I am your thinner-haired brother, Alex Stewart.
0: And I am your thick, pronounced with two Cs, haired brother, Tim. Stuart.
1: I guess we both have pretty thick hair.
0: Well, my individual hairs are thick, and I also have a lot of it.
1: Yeah, whereas I have a lot of hair, but I don't feel like my individual hairs are as thick as yours. They're not as girthy. They're not. I don't like that word. Girth. Girthy? Girth!
0: Ooh, girth Brooks.
1: <laughs> um... Tim has very thick hair, for those of you who don't know what he looks like, which I think all of you probably do. One time, in fact, I think twice, you've decided to give yourself a buzz cut, and it just looks like a carpet on top of your head.
0: Um, okay, first of all, that is true. Second of all, the first time I got a buzz cut, it was not my choice. It was oh, really? dad's It was Dad's choice. Yeah, I was like seven or eight, and he was like, a buzz kid is the way to go for my insecure <laughs> gay kid. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's thick like a carpet, and when he says that, he means you cannot see my scalp through it, even in its buzz cut form.
1: No, you really can't. It's 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 alarming. <laughs> it's amazing to me how much hair you have on top of your head, considering how little you have on your face.
0: Yeah, or like my chest. Yeah, um, or your I, or your
1: butt. Like I we're look, not hairy. Like our bodies aren't very hairy.
0: I'm like a chia pet when I have a buzz cut.
1: Tim 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 Stewart. Yeah, there you go. Hey, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, I'm excited. It's been a little while since we've been able to record.
0: Yeah, I think it's been like two weeks.
1: Yeah, and we're... Christmas is in seven days.
0: I haven't done any Christmas (laughs) shopping.
1: Hey, Amazon Prime, baby.
0: Yeah, well, I lucked out because um, a lot... Because we're not going to be celebrating Christmas, really, until you get here in January. So we'll do presents with Dad when you're here, and we'll do presents with Mom when you're here. So I kind of have mm-hmm. some extra time.
1: Yeah, 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 th- I, yeah, absolutely. I, it's alarming how how fast shit comes now, Um When when you're when you've got Amazon Prime, I decided to just bite the bullet and and give Amazon Prime a shot a few a couple months ago. And I ordered some stuff for the La Riviere's who I'm spending Christmas with. And it's like Chinese food. It came so fast. Like Alex. Yeah.
0: I ordered something using your Amazon Prime the other day and it came later that day. What? Yes. Yes. Damn. I I ordered some shaving cream and some deodorant, and it came later that day.
1: Wow. I did did order – now I have to say this. I did order something the other day, a piece for my computer so that we could – actually, it was one of the reasons why the podcast took us so long to get up last week because my computer was not allowing me to put the files on. So I ordered a piece for it, and it showed up the next day. But here is the problem. The parcel showed up. I opened the parcel. And then the little box that the piece came in—it was a little thumb USB drive thing—was oh, uh-huh. com- was completely empty. The box was empty. Oh. Yeah, the USB drive wasn't there. So I emailed Amazon, and I didn't—I couldn't figure out how to phrase my email because you—they have like a, a number of options that you can select, and mine was—you know—like I need to. Well, the only one that I could select was replace an item or like missing pieces.
0: Yeah, but, I, but the
1: whole thing was missing.
0: Yeah, well, then you just, yeah, I mean, you just include what the issue is in the body.
1: Which I did, but here's the deal. They sent me another one, which also showed up the next day, which is alarming. But I, I'm I supposed to send back the one that they sent me, but it wasn't in it. There was nothing, there's nothing to send back.
0: Oh, then just, yeah, just send an email and tell them that.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I Yeah, I guess that, well, okay.
0: The missing piece is the USB drive.
1: The, US piece, the the missing piece is the entire thing, and that's where I yeah. was confused. So.
0: Remember that Shel Silverstein book, The Missing Piece?
1: No, I don't. Oh, really? I only know the where the sidewalk ends.
0: Oh, well, there's another one called The Missing Piece. It's a shorter story, but we won't get into that now.
1: <laughs> well, hey, how's your week been, my dude?
0: It's been fine. I have had a lot of shows, and that's pretty much been what I've been doing. a lot of Christmas carol. Haven't had much else going on. Yeah, I mean, really. Have you had anything else going on?
1: No, man. Pretty much just a Connecticut Christmas carol. We had um, had a long week of shows this week, and I went back to the city last week for an audition. So, yeah, man. Just been pretty busy, but I'm sitting here cozied up with my candles lit and my aquarium on my computer and my moccasins on. It's very Christmassy here. It feels like I'm in a snow globe. Like, when it snows here in Connecticut, because every town is just a tiny little old town, it's like you're in a snow globe. Yeah. It's so Christmas!
0: Like a Carrier and Ives painting.
1: It is like a Carrier and Ives painting. It's really Carrier. lovely. I will say, I have been spending a lot of money lately at the grocery store, because I've sort of been doing this free vegan kind of thing, which you got me hooked on. Yeah. Um just, just to try it, just to try it, just to see what happened, because
0: nobody's judging you except Brandon.
1: Well, I, I, well, here's the thing, though. I still do have a serving of meat every day.
0: That's fine. That's fine. I have a
1: few. I have a few scrimps every day.
0: Shrimp is I tame. Like- I get that.
1: It's pretty tame, but, and today I will be eating like a cow because I'm going to actually be eating cow. I'm going to have, which is not eating like a cow. I guess cows eat grass. I guess I've actually technically been eating like a cow all week because I've been eating mostly veggies, but I digress. I have been spending so much money at the store. That's the thing that's hard about doing this sort of vegan kind of vegetarian sort of thing is, um, it's expensive.
0: You see, I've been having the reverse problem. I can't spend enough on groceries.
1: What? Really?
0: <laughs> no, I just said reverse problem, so I had to figure out how to make it a problem. I haven't had that oh. issue. It's been it's been cheaper for me. Well, you've got Sprouts. Um, I actually don't shop at Sprouts much, though. Where do you, Where do you shop? Just the grocery store. Oh. I eat a lot of salad kits. Um, Melinda teases me because I love a good salad kit.
1: Hey, speaking of Melinda, should we uh, spout out some shoutouts?
0: Let's spout out some shout-outs.
1: All right. So we've got a bunch of shout-outs this week. Um, a lot of them have been, been accumulating for a little while. So uh, I want to say we've got a big thank you to Mr. Eric Stein, who is the casting director at PCPA. Um, Eric not only listened to the show, uh, but gave us a wonderful shout-out and share, not on his Instagram story, but on both his Instagram proper and his Facebook proper.
0: Yeah, and I think that we got the most traffic on our social media platforms after those posts. Yeah. So thanks, Eric. Yeah. I also yeah, got but... to uh, grab some time with him. Uh, he saw Christmas Carol uh, when he was on his audition tour, so I got to grab some time with him after, and he just had really lovely things to say about the show and some interesting suggestions I'd like to implement
1: in time to come. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that thing that you mentioned. He mentioned, like, dating in this business.
0: Yeah, stuff like that. So,
1: that'd be cool to talk about for sure. So, howdy ho to uh, Mr. Eric Stein. Um, uh, Ringler, uh, Alex Ringler, and... um, No, no, it wasn't Alex Ringler. Well, Alex Ringler mentioned... um,
0: He shares us every single week.
1: He shares us us every week, which we love. Always appreciate it. We interviewed him in episode two. So check that out He also mentioned to me peanut butter and pickles sandwiches Confuse me? Yeah he, yes. He, uh, peanut butter and pickles He said like the salt offsets the um The the peanut butter So I don't know Something to try I feel like I need to try it and, and report back Because I have both things in my pantry
0: I feel like I would try that Now, now well, he- may I offer a step further on that Not ever having tried it sure i feel like that sandwich would be good on a toasted bread like a toast
1: well i love melted peanut butter on toast yeah that's pretty that's pfg that's pretty fucking good <laughs> so but i don't know about the pickles i don't know about the pickles i like pickles but i don't know about i don't know if i want them all up in my business like that so i feel
0: like this is not something that i haven't heard of before
1: Well, I have a friend, Alex, who used to do pickles, peanut butter, and American cheese.
0: Okay, you lost me at American cheese. Which I think is
1: fucking gross.
0: Now, I had a friend, Erica. That's gross. I had a friend, Erica, in high school who would eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a slice of either Munster or Swiss cheese in it. And everybody's initial reaction is that of disgust. But if you think about it, it's really just it all really does make sense together why peanuts would that not work yeah well it's like a charcuterie between bread
1: uh, you know what you're right peanuts and cheese is a thing it's like it's like i i had a friend um who used to put peanut butter in top ramen he would he would he would not put the um the seasoning in but he'd like mix up the noodles with peanut butter and like some spice and people looked at it like it was so gross but it was like a Thai dish it's like a Thai peanut sauce
0: yeah, I, I put peanut butter in the volcano ramen when I tried it.
1: Yeah. Peanut butter peanut butter in your nudes is not a bad not a bad thing.
0: Oh I love a peanut butter nude.
1: Uh also <laughs> wanna shout like out the smear s- exercise that piece first years <laughs> yeah, do. It's a, it's an acting exercise, yeah. <laughs> um I I speaking of nudes, I actually got some red lentil noodles and made some spaghetti with those. It wasn't spaghetti, they're uh penne, but um Pretty damn good. It's cock-a-poo-poo if they're cold. They have to be warm and cooked. But um, not bad, not bad. Expensive as shit though. Oh really? Yeah, they're really expensive. Yeah, you know
0: what's good? Uh, rice noodles are good. Those those tofu noodles that we tofuoodles the tofuoodles that we've gotten a few times. Um, really, I'm trying to watch now. that's... I'm
1: I... wait. Do we want to save this conversation for fatty? Fatty, no friends.
0: I, sure. I mean, it doesn't really let's, relate let's, to it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's save, would, it. Okay. save it. Save it. Save it. Well, I feel like we really didn't finish, um, we really didn't finish our shout outs.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why I was saying, cause we're getting a little distracted from our shout outs. So let's finish our shout outs. Okay. Uh, because, but I do, I do want to talk about that and I do want to hear what you have to say. Uh, so uh, also with our, our shout outs, we had, uh, Melinda pointed out to us, uh, we have to make a little addendum here a little correction, that Rosemary Clooney um, is not uh, George Clooney's mother, but his aunt.
0: Which, I I do have to say, it is remarkable how much he looks like her. Yeah. And when you're sitting down to watch White Christmas this year, if you think about it, they look very similar. Not unheard of. I mean, I I look like... I mean, me and our cousin Sarah look, I think, very much related. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas... Some members of my family I don't think I look like at all. Right. So anyway. You don't look
1: anything like dad.
0: You know, it's funny though. People who don't know mom but know dad always tell me how much I look like my dad.
1: Yeah, I don't see it at all. I can see the resemblance between me and dad and me and mom. I don't see the resemblance between you and dad.
0: Um, There are sometimes I'll see a picture of me from the side or something like that and then I can see mm-hmm. it. You know, speaking of this, uh, when I would watch Boys in the Band, I finally got why people thought I looked like Zachary Quinto. I would see him in certain angles or make certain faces and be like, oh, my God, that's me. Only thinner and more successful.
1: Uh, So the shout outs. um, uh, Sydney shared us. Sydney. How do you pronounce the last name? Abenito? Yeah. Sydney gave us a share. Thank you so much for sharing us, Sydney. Um, and yeah, ringler always gives us a share. Um, Jordana gave us a share. Uh, Nick mentioned us, Nick Redwanski who's got his glass half full podcast. Um, my buddy Devin reached out. Uh, he, he's got that podcast. Um, the usual rejects where they talk about the haunting of hill house it's a great episode check out that ooh, episode ooh i'll have
0: to yeah, check that yeah it's a out.
1: Re- i learned some stuff about haunting of hill house that i did not know and um so that's a that's a great episode of their podcast uh, veronica who we had on veronica cune she's a loyal listener and she uh reached out about the rosemary george clooney stuff uh sam la rivière reached out and he said that if he had a pet he would like to name it he would like to have a goat and diet, rainbow colors.
0: There was a point to it, though. What was it? Yeah, there was. I'm going to pull it up right I now. I am. I'm doing things. it, too. It's okay. a solid bit.
1: He wrote, On the subject of pet names, if I had a goat, I would dye it multicolored and name it Joseph.
0: Oh, yes. Yep.
1: So there was that. And I believe that concludes our shout-outs.
0: Yeah. So thank you guys so much for shouting out and sharing us. We also love to just hear from you Thing, um, we hear very often that you feel like we're there with you guys, just having a conversation when you listen, and I absolutely love that. So these things that you're saying out loud when you're in your car or on the subway, just uh, text them or, or direct message us on on the social media.
1: We love to hear it, and and because of all the shares that we're getting, we have still we're still making progress. We check every few days how many listens we get every week, and we are st- we have more listens this week than we have ever had, and I am so I'm really excited about how many we have. So, um, um, also in the show, uh, we have an awesome, awesome interview with, I, I'm so excited for this interview. It's with Clyde Alves, which we teased last I'm sorry, week. sorry, who? The Clyde Alves. And
0: I'm sorry, again, who does Clyde Alves belong to?
1: Robin Herter?
0: Broadway's Clyde Alves. Oh,
1: yeah. Bro- <laughs> I thought you meant, who is he married to? Stupid piece of... Yeah, Clyde Elf. So he has done more... Show- He's done so many shows on Broadway. It would make your head spin. Uh, most notably, he was Tommy Gilles in The Music Man on Broadway, The Stroman Music Man. But also he was... He did it in the movie with Matthew Broderick. Uh, and
0: Kristen Chenoweth.
1: Also, he starred in On the Town on Broadway, Wicked. Uh, just so many, so many shows. And he is such an incredibly talented guy. And his...
0: He's easy on the eyes, too.
1: Nicest guy ever. And his embarrassing stage moment will shock you.
0: Now, would you kick Clyde Alves out of bed for eating crackers?
1: Uh, Absolutely not.
0: Would you kick him out of bed for his embarrassing story?
1: Maybe. His wife didn't. <laughs>
0: that's true. Okay, well, that's great. I'm looking forward to hearing it.
1: Yeah, so that'll air ho- hopefully this week depending on how much we can edit. It's always our goal to to release each act every within the week, but it's kind of panning out to be one act per week right now. So that'll probably air after Christmas.
0: Yeah. Uh but we're going to be together again after Christmas and so I'm hoping maybe we can move a little faster. Yeah, I think because so. our shows will be over.
1: Yeah. Hey, what do you want for Christmas?
0: Okay, before we get into like uh, what we want for Christmas, I just want to share a little something that I did not to pat myself on the back, but I was feeling very moved by the holiday spirit.
1: Oh, the weather outside is weather and it's Christmas or whatever. I just fucking wrote that. And
0: uh, this morning I stopped at our Starbucks Mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. a coffee.
1: Oh yeah, our Starbucks in in Sacramento, the one that we always go to.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so Mary Candido, uh, who we know from Charter when we were in high school, is working at that Starbucks. Correct. And uh, so I always, you know, get to chat with her for a bit while I, when I go in. And today it was just, like, nuts.
1: It's the busiest Starbucks I've seen. It's busier than any Starbucks I've ever seen in New York City.
0: Yeah. You said, are you good to record in an hour? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I, like, made the bed, fed the dog, and then... Took a shot. Went to get, <laughs> went to get a Starbucks and got home from Starbucks like right before we started recording.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how long it took. Anyway, wow, a full um, hour to do. Yeah, hours. so yeah, so I was chatting with Mary while I was in line, and she was like, "Oh, it's nuts! One of our two machines is down, like their espresso machines." And she was just I, looking really wow. stressed, and they were had cups piled up because it's a very high volume store in the first place. Right. And then also, you know, not being able to make drinks, like literally making drinks at half speed, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, so I stopped on the way home, went to Walg- uh, Walgreens, and got a couple bags of Sour Patch Kids and took them to her on my way to pick up Carly.
1: Oh, oh that's very little... nice of you.
0: Yeah, I just felt like she looked really stressed out and she's the employee of the quarter. So there's like a little profile of her up on. Oh, the... so
1: you knew that she liked Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Okay. And so I that... went
0: back in there and gave him to her and she gave me a big hug. And also she comped my drink this morning. So I was like, Hell. Oh, you're v- like, Oh, so
1: you're very moved by the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, if I'm, if I'm moving and wheeling and dealing like that, I'm not thinking about comping anybody's drinks. Right. I'm just, I'm fucking just going through the motions if I'm in that position. So good on her and good on you. Yeah, well, I mean, and I I, I didn't, I don't know, you get to a certain age. Oh, yes, we need a little Christmas to write this very minute.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just something about the holiday season and people who are just kind, even when they don't need to be. We were just talking about earlier today about how sometimes people in customer service positions this time of year are just so overwhelmed by customers that have a negative energy that Mm -hmm. they sometimes take on that negative energy and she was just still like i could tell she was really stressed but still took the time to chat with me and like i don't know it was just very nice and i so i wanted her to have a little bit of happiness in this i'm sure shitty day
1: yeah well that's awesome i love that the way to spread some christmas cheer
0: by singing loud for all to hear
1: i thank you so much i didn't even have to say it i didn't even have to say it
0: we're Um, on the same wavelength
1: so uh what do you what do you want for christmas Oh,
0: you know, I'm to that age now where I ask for things that I could just buy myself, but it's just more convenient, I guess, if somebody buys it for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course.
0: Um, I'd really like a new electric toothbrush.
1: Very grown up. I
0: wouldn't mind one of those water picks, mm-hmm. as seen mm-hmm. on Query for the Straight Guy. I mean, I, I floss with those little sticks things.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: But the water pick seems like it'd be fun, and I won't be tempted to smell my floss.
1: Oh god. Fuck.
0: <laughs> That's an overshare. Probably a little embarrassing. Have you ever done that?
1: Smelled my floss? Yeah. Oh, I smell when I'm in the bathroom, I smell everything that I use. <laughs> so I do floss, um I do Q-tips, toilet paper for sure. You know, there's nothing wrong with making sure you're healthy.
0: It's <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's gross.
1: No, I, I don't really. My, my shits don't, don't stink, but I don't smell my bath tissue. So, what do you? What else do you have on your list? Um, I would really like. I know this
0: is so boring and so lame, but I'd really like an Amazon gift card or yeah. or multiple because I know people don't like to give those gifts. I don't really like to give those gifts. It's boring. However, you know how convenient it is to have an Amazon gift card to be able to buy boring stuff but not have to pay for it?
1: Well, it's not. I mean, the thing is, we're trying to furnish an apartment. We have an apartment that we've been working very hard to make feel like a home. And it's expensive, man. I mean, we go to Ikea and we drop, we drop several hundred dollars just on stuff to make it look like an actual apartment and not a frat house.
0: Yeah, IKEA gift cards are welcome also. So our Bed Bath & Beyonce gift cards.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Target. It really does make the a difference. Great.
1: Yeah, it really does.
0: It and really, really they, does. I want to buy a new computer. If You know what? Honestly, if I could like just submit a wish into the atmosphere for Christmas, it would be for a new Apple computer.
1: I know. They're so expensive. I want one so badly. But I just don't think... I, it's never going to happen unless I buy myself one. It's just never going to happen.
0: No, of course not. I would never expect somebody to buy me one. I mean, come on.
1: Right. Well, even money... money that, the, the thing that's hard about it, too, is money to put toward one is tough. Because it's like... I always end up spending that on something else. I was like, well, and I need I, to pay rent this month. so So much for that computer.
0: I think it's one of two things that you have to do. You have to either slowly save for one like you know put 20 bucks away from each paycheck until you can afford to buy one which will take yeah. time mm-hmm. or to like open up a credit card buy one and then pay it off
1: yeah yeah absolutely uh, actually yeah I, I think you're right and, and the thing uh, that we really need them for is the the podcast i mean that's really what's brought it to my attention is I need something that's really reliable and really easy to use. I mean, it's been a nightmare editing some of these episodes because our computers are not very good to begin with and they're, they're getting kind of old. We've had them for a few years now and Mm
0: -hmm. laptops,
1: unless they're, you know, really expensive don't last super long. So
0: it's true. And also I want to get into transcription work and I just think having a nice computer that's very easy to use and uh, you, you, you get it. What do you want for Christmas?
1: Well, I think all of your material things are are cute, but I I think oh. that I would like no more lives torn apart, uh, that wars would never start, and people um, would
0: stop and shart.
1: that time would heal all hearts. Wow, you wow! <laughs> this is my grown-up Christmas list, and you're sitting here making fun <laughs> of it. Oh
0: man, do we do too many bathroom jokes on this show?
1: You know, man. I feel like we do, but the downloads are 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 what do you say rolling in? I guess you wouldn't say that. People are listening. So
0: Is it is it just me? Do you when we make a blue joke, do you ever think about the people that we know who listen to this show? Immediately. Like I like make a fart joke and I'm like, Eric's dying, don't think he's I Eric
1: me. is the first person that comes <laughs> to mind for me. I was just gonna say Eric. That's so funny. Um. Yeah, I do think of, or I think of like my mentors and and stuff like that, or or you know, grandma. Um, who knows if she even still listens? Carly um, is
0: uh, walking into the room right now with a big bowl of pot stickers.
1: <laughs> that oh, sounds consistent. Pot
0: stickers. pot stickers and vegetable fried rice.
1: So for Christmas, I would like. You know, I told you the other day. I I kind of want to pair of Doc Martens.
0: Yeah, I love that you want
1: that. I just, I you know, I've been seeing a lot of people with them, and I think that they would be useful and kind of cool. But I, I don't want the ones, like, I don't want to make a statement out of them. I just want to wear some docks with some jeans. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm yeah. not going to, yeah. Some people really make a statement out of it. Some women that we know really rock them, and they're like, yeah, I'm a badass, and I'm wearing some of my ass-kicking shoes. Um, yeah, for, for me, sure. me, they're, they're just going to be um, useful, something I can use when I'm, at work serving or something that's comfortable. A lot of the things on my list are kind of expensive. I would re- you know what I'd really love? Hmm. I pour my coffee into my mug and it instantly gets cold. I would love one of those cups. Also not cheap that keep your coffee warm. It's like a little electric cup. You don't seem to be really yeah. interested in that. Oh, okay. It just took you a while to respond.
0: No, I was on a thought train. Cause I was thinking like, that's what people have like hydro flasks and stuff for, right?
1: Yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, but that this is, I'm not going to drink out of my hydro flask. Like a hydro, first of all, that's like a water bottle. Like I want like a mug. I want to be, I want to sit my, like it's for when I'm on the couch. I'm not going to drink my coffee out of a f- hydro flask water bottle like a square. No, 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 no,
0: what, no. am I going this on is a the hike? Thing. They make hydro flasks for multiple reasons, like for multiple uses. My, our good friend, Brittany Brown, hang on one second. Hey, turn that shit off! God damn, Urias is playing some fucking racket.
1: Can't hardly hear around here with all the racket around here. Ar- <laughs>
0: oh, I love a good brave little toaster reference. Um, um, our good friend Brittany Brown has a. She has three different Hydra flasks. She has a big wattle bottle one mm-hmm. to keep her her water bottle her water cold. And uh-huh. she has a smaller one that is specifically for coffee. She only uses it for coffee.
1: Yeah, I think something like that would be great. And something then like she has
0: really she great. has a third that's for wine. What? She has a third hydro flask that's just. No, I know. For I wine. know what you
1: said, but why? Um,
0: there's a lot of places where you can't bring a bottle of wine in. I suppose, oh, like the
1: gym. And so she'll bring it. <laughs>
0: uh, I think maybe more like parks or some, you know, some theater venues you can bring in wine, but you can't have a glass bottle.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. Well, also,
0: not- if it's a chilled wine, like a rosé or a white, it's going to stay cold longer in a hydro flask than in a bottle. So if you're going on a mm-hmm. picnic or something like that.
1: Um. Anyway. Yeah. So um, that's, you know, that's kind of it. I mean, I would love like a, a Roomba someday, but that's so expensive. I'd love money for a garbage can, which is probably the most adult thing I've ever said. Um, <coughs> that's just such money. a grown-up thing, but they're not necessarily cheap, and we really need one in our apartment in New York. And, but I don't—I don't think I'll be getting a ton because Mom and Dad helped me out with my plane ticket, and that's kind of what the holidays become about. As you become an adult, is just being around your family. So.
0: I have a feeling that our family is going to buy you presents in addition to...
1: No, I, I know. Mom and dad will do a little something, you know, but I, I really needed help with the plane ticket, and uh, which I really appreciate their help for, and or help with, and I just wanted to be home, so that's my Christmas list. Yeah, I, like I love that. I love buying presents for people. If I could just shower my family and friends with gifts, God, I would just love to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. I love when people have money and they,
1: like... Give it to me. <laughs> Yeah. Give me your money.
0: All that you've got. Anyway,
1: okay, should we move on? Yes, let's. All right.
0: You know what I really want? What? It's such a simple luxury, but a luxury nonetheless. What? A bidet.
1: Oh, a poop shooter.
0: A water fountain for my bum hole.
1: Wow. Wow, we're just really laying it out there today.
0: Yeah, I guess. My
1: God. Well, like I said earlier, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of.
0: I just feel like it's very hygienic.
1: Yeah, yeah, actually it is. I mean, when you wipe with just tissue paper... Okay, we're going to keep this segment very,
0: very brief. brief. Okay.
1: Uh, You're not really cleaning anything when you're just using tissue paper.
0: Yeah, you got to at least use a wipe. So, There's a comedian that says, if you got poop in your hair on your head, you wouldn't just pick up a paper towel and wipe it a couple times and go, that's clean.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're cleaning peanut butter out of a shag carpet, for example, you wouldn't just wipe it off. You'd need to get in there.
0: I think okay, let's move on from that.
1: I have a bidet story that I would like to submit at this at this point in time. May I?
0: Okay. You may. I uh, wish you would.
1: One of my best friends, Mike Fiore, who I hope listens to the show, I don't really know. Um he must he should he and his mother uh hosted me in their home several months ago several months ago several years ago i was doing oklahoma at pcpa and um somewhere in the home there is a bidet and you have
0: to find it is that part of the fun
1: no no i just don't want to say exactly where it was i sit in
0: the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) is there a reason it's a secret
1: uh, it was in the backyard, which I thought was, like, a really weird spot for it. <laughs> it was, like, this really long, green, like, um, hose-like thing, and you just kind of, it's got a handle on it, you just spray it on yourself, and, uh... Gross. No, 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 it was, um, it was in one of the bathrooms.
0: Okay, go ahead. Um,
1: appropriately. And I had never seen a bidet before, and so I was like, oh, this is a fun thing for me to play with. And I was not actually, um, I didn't need the bidet, but I was in I was peeing, okay I'll just say that. And I But you were sitting. No 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 I wasn't. I was like a girl. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. And I pressed a button on the bidet and it shot across the um the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and got all over the um the mirror that was adjacent to the bidet.
0: Oh, that's hilarious! Or a
1: window, or something like that. Was a long time ago. So that's my bidet story. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to use some caution while editing this. Um. This yes,
0: month. we will. There's a lot of poop talk. Uh, my friend Tyler has a bidet, and that's when I first tried it at his place, and I am a fan.
1: I did work a catering shift at a toilet store, which sounds like a made-up place, but it's a real place. And why we were serving food there, just accept and let's move on. I used the bathroom in the head of a day, and I just was full of giggles, man.
0: It's a simple luxury, but a luxury nonetheless. A
1: very funny feeling. I, we'd better move on.
0: Yeah, I think we. Both. I think Great. we must.
1: So we've been doing a lot of shit talking on this show, and I feel like <laughs> we should get into some long enough. All
0: right, and now for a segment we call long, long enough! enough. Enough
1: silence. I can't take this shit no more. I had an I originally had a long enough idea, but this happened to me uh, yesterday or two days ago in the dressing room, and I just had to bring it up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with just a a short little story here. Um, we were in the dressing room. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard yet, I'm doing Christmas Carol here at Goodspeed, and we were in the dressing room and. S- somebody took credit for my joke backstage. No. Yeah. Somebody that is,
0: I have to say that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Maybe as a comedian,
1: when yeah. somebody
0: steals your joke, it's one thing if you say, Oh my God, Alex just said the funniest thing. Right. And then they tell it or, or go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh us! Oh us!
1: We're so we. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I, I have a feeling you're about to say the same thing I am, though, too, which is they tell the joke, get the response, and then say, "Yeah, Alex told me that."
1: Or yes, something exactly, like that. exactly, precisely. So I had mentioned there's a character in our show who talks like the joke is he talks like a 60s jazz musician. That's kind of to to put it um, to to refer to the way that that character speaks in that way is the joke and that's what makes it funny and it'd be funny if you saw the show but anyway uh somebody in actually a really cool guy he is a really good dude in the cast um had taken credit for it so what had happened was there is there's one gentleman who sits on my left and another gentleman who sits on my right the gentleman who sits on my left had said oh my gosh we'll just say john John, the other day, when you mentioned how my character speaks like a 60s jazz musician is one of the funniest things I've heard. I can't stop thinking about that. Uh And then the gentleman, again, a very good guy, who we will call John, who sits on my right, smiled and laughed and just took credit for it. And I sat there between them, just like fuming, just like, that's my joke. I made that joke up. Why didn't you... Well, because here's the thing. You've got two options, right? You can either just, I don't know, be a fucking adult and let it go, because it really doesn't matter. But I want to be the funny one. So it's hard for me to just let it go.
0: Now, may I submit what I would have done in this situation?
1: Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because oh, I'm going to tell, okay. tell you what I did.
0: Oh, okay. The okay. Other,
1: but for first, the other option is to say loud and proud like a child. That's my joke. I made that up. Which mm-hmm. you can't do because that's who, that, I mean, come on. Like, that's so weird. So, what I did is I decided to go, I made up my own option, and I feel like I took the high road with this one. And I turned to John and I said, Oh, that's a really funny joke, John. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> and he smiled. And but he didn't say a word the whole time. And I was just so surprised that so much time had passed. Like he had so many opportunities to be like, oh, yeah, actually, Alex said that. Or, oh, no, Alex said that or, you know, whatever, like to 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 credit me. And he just never did. I I, as I sat next to him. How are you going to do that? How are you going to sit next to somebody to take credit for they joke?
0: He didn't even say anything after you were like, that's a funny joke, John. Where did you hear that?
1: No, he just laughed, and then the gentleman on my left was like, oh, did 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 you not make that up? And I said, he may have plagiarized.
0: Okay, you handled it well.
1: And we laughed, and it wasn't awkward. It would have been awkward if I was just like, that's my fucking joke, you jerk! You know what I mean? Like, that would have been weird. That would have been a yeah. weird thing to do.
0: See, what would you okay. have done? I actually would have done probably the same thing. So what I was going to say before I heard what you did is, I would have just turned to him and I would have said something like, <laughs> nice, John. You're so funny. <laughs> so just like a slightly more aggressive version of
1: what you did. Yeah. I mean, I felt like that was pretty passive-aggressive. Well, yeah, but you did it in a very cordial way. Don't be a thing-stealer. Don't be a thing-stealer. You gotta credit the author. We say a lot of jokes on this podcast, and I always try to mention the... You know, if it's from, like, Family Guy or whatever. If I've gotten it from somebody, I always try to credit them. Because how embarrassing to say a joke and then to have somebody... Else, know what you're referencing, but know that you didn't give credit where it was due.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of like I don't know. It, it's in a way a code of comedic conduct. You know what well, I mean?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Is I, I think the reason why it bothers me so much is I fancy myself as a performer, s- somewhat of a comedian. I mean, I don't I don't do stand up comedy or anything like that. But like we're performers, and, and you and I write, and we have a show. You know, we have a pot like we create things, and and it's ba- a lot of it is based on humor, and for somebody to take one of my jokes, I mean, that just, I was like, yo, dude, like, you can't just take my joke, that's my material, yo.
0: Yeah, on that note, in Christmas Carol, because it's, it's a London-based show, it's Dickensian, and we use a lot of, we speak in RP and Cockney and all different sorts of English uh, dialects, I've been doing a lot of, excuse me, have you seen Christmas? Or things of that nature, which is, is a character originated by Sam. So I had to give Sam credit when I first started doing it. Correct. Because God forbid somebody works with Sam someday and he does it. And they're like, oh, did you get that from Tim Stewart? How embarrassing for my friend to know that I plagiarized him from afar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's just, yeah. So anyway, I just don't, don't, I mean, just don't be a thing, a thing stealer. Don't steal someone's thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And on that note, bits within a show or a scene, ad-libs, oh, bits, things yeah. like that. When someone swoops and they steal your ad-lib or your bit, <laughs> that's so rude. So
1: people have their ad-libs that they consistently do. And what's really fun sometimes is to take somebody's ad-lib and say it instead of them. So if somebody says, oh, well, that was a big bag of Berdershadersh dersh every single show. And then then and then I say to them the next day, oh well that was a big bag of Berdershadersh before they can say it. It's a funny thing to say. It's a funny way to screw with them. But some people just say it. Like they just steal your ad lib.
0: It peeves me because it's like, hey, I came up with that. That's mine. You can't just take it.
1: Especially I treat my if it gets a like laugh.
0: Lines. Especially if it gets a laugh.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Not not cool. Make up your own ad-libs, stick with your own lab ad-libs. Don't steal somebody's ad-libs on stage. That I've had a lot of people do that. I had a friend, my friend Scott did that when I was in a production of Oklahoma many years ago, and all of a sudden my ad-lib that I had said every day just became his. And I had to think of a new ad-lib cuz he just kept like I don't know how, I don't know how it happened, but he just started saying my ad-lib
0: yeah, I don't know what possesses somebody to do that.
1: <laughs> he also had one of the worst ad-libs I've ever heard, um which was great. So, um during the if you're familiar if you're not familiar with Oklahoma, there's a fight scene that happens near the end of the show where Judd Fry, who's kind of the antagonist, I mean you could debate whether or not he's a good or bad guy forever, but right. Judd uh-huh. Fry comes on stage and tries to fight Curly, who's the protagonist, the leading man. And during the fight <laughs> So the fight starts off because Judd punches Curly. And my friend Scott's um, ad-lib when Judd punched Curly was, Don't do that! (laughs) No hitting! (laughs) That was the worst ad-lib. Don't do that! He also had one that was, These are the effects of alcohol!
0: (laughs) That's pretty funny.
1: Oh fuck! You good, me. Sorry, I hope? just
0: knocked my phone off the desk on accident, and it yanked the earpiece out of my ear. Oh
1: well, it'd be weird if you didn't knock something over during a show.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Um, I just feel like stealing somebody's bit or ad lib is just a step below literally saying their line.
1: Oh yeah, like their line that's in the script. Yeah. Yeah, your ad li- I mean, your ad libs become your lines. I mean, that's it's what you say. It's how it's your character. It's how you perform your show.
0: Now, Melinda and I were complaining about this together, and we decided that it is okay, however, Mm -hmm. if there is an ad lib that you tried out for a while, um, or maybe said once, and then you didn't say again, or you stopped saying, to then say, hey, do you mind if I say that? I noticed you stopped saying it, and I kind of liked it. Oh, yeah. I
1: think it's cool. Because then that
0: gives them, right, because maybe you found something you like to say better, or something like that, but it also gives you the opportunity to say, you know, actually, I got a note not to say that.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, when you're, so anyway, when you do a show, and I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to wrap this up because we're, you know, I don't want to make this segment too long, but when you do a show, do you ad lib within the world of the play or not? I do.
0: I ad lib within the world of the play. Yeah, so do I. Now, now, I don't do this because I'm a professional, but what I do do is. I- <laughs> Will sometimes
1: do
0: um, Will sometimes maybe make a joke that's still within the world of the play.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. I do that all the time. Like,
0: there's a part in the in Christmas Carol where I go up to Eric and I buy some apples, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll I'll make a joke like, "Oh, are they poisonous? Or did you drop these on the ground? Or I don't know, something stupid like that, just to like keep it fun because people make jokes in life, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And stuff like that. and
1: Yeah. The, in fact, I have a moment where I'm a shoe shiner in our Christmas carol, which is not Dickensian. And um, I, the, in fact, John, who we're calling John, uh, the same guy who stole my joke, I shine his shoe and every day he puts his shoe up on my little shoe shining stool and I wipe dog shit off of the bottom of his shoe and then shine his shoe.
0: That's funny. This a little
1: joke that I make, you know, just a little fun thing I do. Um, and I do want to say as we wrap this, this segment up, um, John, uh, is actually a really good guy and I, I say this all lightheartedly. I mean, don't be a thing stealer, but I think what, cause I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think Uh what actually might've happened. And I do think that this is what tends to happen with this sort of thing between castmates or friends in terms of just like jokes that people steal. I think that when I first said this joke, we were at a party or a get together and he may have been drunk or like we were drinking and like so i think maybe he heard the joke but didn't remember where he had heard it from so you know i i don't think that he was like oh that's alex's joke and i'm gonna fucking steal it just to piss him off you know what i mean like i don't i don't think it was that i just think he couldn't remember he couldn't even remember who said it therefore he couldn't credit whoever had said it he said it you know sure I mean?
0: so your defense for him stealing your joke is that he's drunk
1: or under the influence of something, and... Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm, hey, that's the, only, that's the only way that I can defend it. That's the only way that I can imagine doing something like that, is that you couldn't remember who had said it. Not that he was drunk, but he just couldn't remember who said it, for one reason or another. Sure. I think that's being generous. Yeah, I think so. But he stole my fucking joke, and that's some bullshit.
0: <laughs> that is funny. He probably thought he was going to get away with it, too.
1: Well, this has been... Long, Long enough. enough! Let's move on.
0: And now for a segment of the show we like to call. Cool.
1: Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about Broadway. Broadway. The theater, the theater.
0: What's happened to the theater? You know, I don't know why we say that so tentatively.
1: I. It started episode one when we wanted to talk about Broadway, but we had no idea what to call the segment. Yeah. And yeah. so we kind of pensively... And slowly just sort of uttered that out. Let's talk about Broadway. All the segments of our shows have extremely, wow. Every segment. Extremely. Extremely long names. But it's kind of a fun little bit.
0: I think it is.
1: It's what sets us apart. Uh, So in our Broadway news, we're going to keep this short and sweet because it is Broadway. But you know, broad, I mean, news is news. And it's not, I don't know. It's not exciting. Well, this is exciting. Wow. Wow. It's
0: it's very exciting. One of the most incredible shows to ever grace a Broadway stage is opening.
1: Okay. Yes, that is true. I'm very excited for that. And And
0: that is Clay Aiken and Ruben Stutter's Christmas show. You
1: know, what's really funny that you say that is my choreographer for this for Christmas Carol is the choreographer for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just saw a couple things. I've seen people posting about it, people who are visiting New York right now. Yeah. And what I will say, obviously, that's a that's a joke. I mean, I'm sure it's great, but we're going to talk about something different. But um, this is the time of year, and I actually didn't know this about New York, but a, fr- a couple friends who are in the business, the show business, uh, were telling me that at Christmas time, the vacant theaters that are uh, have not yet loaded in the shows that are going to be opening there um, do Christmas or, like, holiday-themed shows because lots of people come and visit New York in the, win- in the, at the Christmas Tide.
1: Yeah. And then January, it's, like, totally empty. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Time's so, 20. um So, that's what, like, so if you see that this show, this Ruben Stuttered and uh, Clay Aiken show is opening on Broadway, it is a, just a seasonal, fun thing. It is not a Broadway musical. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry your pretty little heads.
1: Right. Yeah, these anyway. are just, it's just a money grab. So, um. Well, no, it's creating holiday cheer in no, one of the most Christmassy kidding. cities in America. But it's, it's fluff. Yeah, it's some Christmas fluff. Yeah. Which is important. I wish I had more Christmas fluff in my life. Oh, speaking of which, my secret Santa here. Uh, oh killing got, the game Oh killing it I came into my dressing room the other day with hot chocolate on my dressing room spot and some coffee on my dressing room spot and some what else was there marshmallows and a candle which I have I have lit right now
0: I love that So in our show we don't have secret Santa's because apparently we're being uh, mm-hmm. we're not limiting to Christmas very sternly for some reason. Even though you're doing a
1: Christmas carol?
0: Yeah. Okay, we
1: can talk about that bullshit later, but go ahead.
0: Right. Uh, So we have... We don't have a secret Santa. We have a a Dickensian holiday secret partner.
1: (laughs) That... Wow. Way to suck all the fun out of it.
0: Well, we came up with that name because it's humorously clinical. It's just like a secret pal type thing, but we... Because we're not supposed to call it Secret Santa, we came up with that name, and I think it's funny.
1: (sighs) Okay. I have very strong opinions about that, and I want to keep the show moving, so I'm not even going to get into that. But that makes me very angry. Um, So on Broadway, we have opening up. Actually, it opened up on Thursday, on the 13th. Was it Thursday the 13th? No. Yes, it was. Um, To Kill a Mockingbird at the Schubert Theater. Oh my goodness. We have to see that. We have got to go see that.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll probably buy a ticket to that. It's like with... I can request to work it, but I I'll still buy a ticket.
1: Yeah, for sure. I want to. Yeah, Jeff Daniels is Atticus Finch, um, and which I just think is cool because we've got all the Dumb and Dumber stuff in the opening. Um,
0: can I just say real quick? So, as all of you know by now, I I work on Broadway, and I was walking down Schubert Alley, and Tequila Mockingbird, <clears throat> excuse me, Tequila Mockingbird is at the Schubert Theater, which is sort of the the central part of Schubert Alley, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when after Hello Dolly closed and they got all that cleaned out and they started putting up the stuff for To Kill a Mockingbird, I was walking to work one day and uh, the signage had just gone up and it said, the last novel we read together as a nation. And I was like, oh! Oh, that gives me goosebumps. That gave me nerd goosebumps.
1: Or as the English say... Gooseflesh. Goose Flesh. Goose Flesh. Goose Flesh. Flesh.
0: Anyway, this show just looks like it is just... I mean, who doesn't love To Kill a Mockingbird?
1: Do you know who's playing um, Scout? I could find out. I know who it is. I'm asking you if you know, which you don't. Oh, I
0: don't know off the top of my head.
1: I was so surprised at first, and then I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Celia Keenan-Bolger. Andrew Keaton Bulger's sister.
0: Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. She's still playing a kid. She's still playing children. Well,
1: they both are. He just did Tuck Everlasting. Which oh, is I say weird because he's ripped. Well it was a couple years ago. It wasn't that long ago.
0: Who's playing Tom? Do you know?
1: Benga Akinagabe. I think. I, 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 I do a, not I don't know how to pronounce his name at all.
0: That's okay. That that was a very valiant effort.
1: Thank you. It's got a G, as in Nat.
0: But Going forward, uh, I think I'm gonna, uh, we should learn to say his name. We should figure out somebody who knows how to pronounce it.
1: Okay, it. well, if you know how to pronounce it, shout us out and uh, reach out to us.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. I, I, you know, it's funny stage names. I feel like is a thing in this industry, um, and people feel the need to change their name so it sense, excuse me, so it sounds less ethnic or so that it's easier to pronounce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and while I understand that, I think that we can learn to say people's names.
1: Uh, I agree. I've I've actually speaking of names thought about st- changing because I look very Jewish. I thought about changing my name to something more Jewish sounding, like um like Stuart Stein or something like that. Stuart that Steen, would kind uh-huh. of help me get cast, but Stuart I decided Min. not to. Stuartman, yeah. Stuart Smith.
0: Stuartowitz.
1: Yeah. Something like that. But Storkolotsky. But I would have to uh I would have to um talk to my agent about that. It'd be you know, turned into a whole federal case, so Uh, Turn into a whole grad school project. Um. So, anyhoozle. Oh, that reminds me. I wrote. Are you making fart noises?
0: I was. I don't know. I just. I. I don't know.
1: So that's happening. Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird has already opened at the Schubert Theater. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see Mr. Jeff Daniels in that. How long Uh, is it running? Oh, you know what? I didn't look that up. I'm. I'm not sure actually. Uh.
0: I don't know for a fact, but plays do tend to have limited engagements. So we L- let me see. It. Let
1: me see if I can find it real fast. You know, I'm not seeing it on here on the website.
0: Maybe it doesn't have a scheduled closing date. Maybe they're going to run it as long as they can.
1: Yeah, maybe it doesn't. If they do, and you know about it, please hit us up, and we'll share that. Um, but it, I just want to say real fast: it was the the novel, of course, was written by Harper Lee. The, the play itself was written by Aaron Sorkin, directed by Bartlett Sher, um, and uh, yeah. So I want to check that out. Now, the other thing that I want to mention real fast uh, on this segment is the Yiddish Theater's uh, production of um, Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, that is... All right, what are you typing? What are you doing?
0: I- I'm doing my own research for this segment. But keep going. Okay.
1: So the, the New York Yiddish Fiddler on the Roof show is extending and moving to a new theater. So if you're in New York, uh, you've... Probably heard of the Yiddish theaters, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, the 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 thing about it is it's performed in Yiddish, uh, and it is never it's never run so long in the United States performed in Yiddish. In fact, it was it performed in Israel for four weeks once performed in Yiddish, and that's wow. it. Yeah, um, the original Fiddler on the Roof premiered in 1964 on Broadway. It's had several revivals, but it's never been performed in Yiddish. So it is now moving uh it's extending and moving it's extending for the fourth time and the the cool thing about this production is is it was originally scheduled for an eight week run but it's it's extended four times so it's gonna continue uh to play at its original venue um till december thirtieth uh with previews at stage forty two starting in february so it's gonna it's gonna move to stage forty two it's gonna
0: february. do the jersey boys slash uh avenue q thing
1: yeah, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be off Broadway, but it's moving and it's extending. So check it out. I know a guy, um, Evan Mayer, who's in that. I just met him this summer at Goodspeed. He was in um, Jazzy Chaperon.
0: Oh, that's cool. There's also somebody uh, who listens to or or at least is follows us on Instagram and looks at our Instagram stories. Who I mentioned recently. Right now, he's doing uh, Billy Elliot. Uh, but he was in that production, and his
1: name is Grant Richards. Oh, yeah, Grant Richards. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. All right. Well, um, this has been Let's, Let's Talk About, talk about Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I like that. I think we should have it be a little more enthusiastic.
0: Yeah, uh, it's time now. We'll just make it very Ethel merman
1: Let's talk about Broadway! Hiya, let's talk about Broadway!
0: That was yeah, my, Yeah, like, that was, was a my little Ethel
1: Merman. It was also a little Bernadette.
0: Yeah, I was trying to get... <laughs> that's what I was channeling. That was great. I'm you not a very like I'm not very good at Broadway diva impressions. All right, that's I
1: it. I am, because I have an annoying, pingy, nasally voice. Let's move on. Well, I think it's time for us to go on a mission. An intermission. So, uh, yeah, let's take an intermission. Or as our dad likes to call it, halftime. We'll do that, and then we'll be back in a few days for more frolic and fun. For more holiday frolic and fun. In fact, uh, we've got Fatty Fatty No Friends coming up in Act 2, where we're going to be talking about some fun, festive holiday food traditions. And we also have our stellar interview backstage at the Goodspeed with Broadway's Clyde Alves. So stick around, and we will see you folks in a few days. Gonna miss you. Bye. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Also, I'm a ninja.